is until you can erase three Februaries. Shut up. Bang! Quality over quantity. LeBron has beaten some of the best competition in NBA history. He's the goat emoji. I will not cuss. I will not cuss. I will not swear. I will not swear. Where sports is the base, life and fun are the results. This is the Brian Snow Show. Sorry about that, folks. Oh, technology, technology, technology. That's all I got to say. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Brian Snow Show. Technical difficulties notwithstanding, we are here. And I'm going to begin this show with a plea. Uh, it's for me and my family. Uh, as you know, I am a survivor of stage four pancreatic cancer, but I'm also disabled. And I can work very, very little right now. And a lot of the burden is on uh, my wife. And we're trying to move. We're trying to get reset in life. And um, I promised myself I wouldn't cry when I when I make this plea because I got to do it uh, a second time this afternoon. But we are trying to get reset in life and get to a better place. So I have something I like to call the Snow Strong Family Initiative. That's the hashtag. And there's a GoFundMe out there right now to help us. And uh, the link you need is down below for those of you watching on uh, YouTube and Twitch. And for those of you listening on WQEE uh, 99.1 FM, Link you need is GoFund, that's G-O-F-U-N-D dot me slash E283E211. Once again, 
That's a GoFund, G-O-F-U-N-D dot me slash E283, E211. And we thank you well in advance for your support of the Snow Strong Family Initiative and the support of Snowman Multimedia. Speaking of multimedia, my guest today is kind of like me. He puts on the headset and he goes. So we're going to go to Windsor, Ontario, as the snowman welcomes the Frost Father, Aaron <laughs> Sanders. Good afternoon, my friend. Good to have you. Yeah, thank you, Brian, and good afternoon to you too. And, and you know, my thoughts and prayers are, are with you and your family too. And I'm more than honored to be here today. It's, it's been a long time coming, but I'm I'm, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad you're here. Also, you got you, you already wearing one of my favorite toys, which is a headset, <laughs> Mike. I mean, what? Who turned the light on for you? Who says that? Who 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 was the voice that said to you, "Hey, if he if he can do it, I can do it." Who who lit that for you? Well, I, I'm assuming you're talking about idols and who got me play, here. Yes, in terms of play by play voices, who turned who who turned the light on for you? You know what's funny? Um, I'm here in the Rose City right now, but I think I got that broadcasting bug living in San Antonio from '99 to '05, and it's interesting too that you played the NBA on CBS theme before we came on the air today. Yes, you did, and believe it or not, Dick Stockton was among one of my idols because he used to do a handful of Spurs games around that time too. So it was him, yeah. Joel Myers. Of course, we can't talk about basketball broadcasting without marvelous Marv Albert. Marv Albert, yep. And then you have Vince Scully and Bill Shoning, who is the radio play-by-play very man dear, for the Spurs. Very dear friend of mine. And he's a terrific, he's a terrific guy to say the least. And yeah. I want to go a little bit local, if you will, um, this guy used to call University of Windsor Sports over on our local station, Your TV, uh, Ren Ardosant, who I think believe is one of the first black sports broadcasters in the city of Windsor. Beautiful. And if he if he is or if he isn't, I'm just making that statement right now. So there's a handful of them. We could go infinitum about them. We could talk about Vince Scully, but those are the ones that pretty much paved the way. Oh, and Joel Myers, too. Joel Myers. Can't go wrong with uh, with him at all. You know, there's an interesting fact about Joel Myers that a lot of people don't know. You know, he's a great broadcaster, but uh, did you know that in 82 at Bush Stadium, he was the PA voice of the St. Louis Cardinals? You know, I read up that stat, and I'm still trying to look up the, the video of the introductions because I know some broadcasts, they either show the introductions or they just go right into the game. So mm -hmm. I'd be more than interested to see that. And he was also a silent reporter for the 91 NBA finals. Yes, he was. NBC. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. You know, Joel Myers, very versatile, great voice, great broadcaster. Uh, for me, living in Chicago for many years, especially during the Michael Jordan era, it was Jim Durham. Oh, yes. He's also my uh, inspiration uh, for that, too. I use this catchphrase in from the left in from the right uh, every once in a while for my games. And he he's terrific. He left us too soon. Yes, he did. Saying that right now. He left us too soon. So I was yeah. able to hear him in his highlights when he was doing ESPN games or I think he did CBS games, too. Once upon a time, too. But he did. He, he severely he did. for the uh, NCAA tournament. He did. Mm. It's same same with Doc Emmerich. A lot yes. of people didn't know he did NCAA basketball in the NFL too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, oh Doc Emmerich. God bless that man. 
I wish he could just oh. do basketball one more time. And yeah, I think it'd be interesting. I think it'd be interesting if I had to choose one broadcaster to do basketball. Uh, I wonder how Vin Scully would do. This is Vin Scully we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> he is the versatile. This, this is Vince, man. this is the guy who called the one of the greatest plays in 49er history and the play that made me a 49er fan for life when he talked when he called the catch from Montana to Dwight Clark. This is and, Vince Scully we're talking about. You think he? And I know people. Oh, he couldn't call bet. Want to bet? <laughs> well, Vince Scully would take that and run with it. Now that you mentioned Vince Scully, I have to give a shout out to one of the uh, anchors at my radio station, Paul McDonald. He's a big, he's a big Dodgers fan. He usually anchors during the morning shows, so he'll be happy to hear that. I'll say it again. This is Vince Scully we're talking about. You think he wouldn't take that challenge on? God, God rest his soul. You think he, you think he wouldn't take that challenge on? I mean, this, we're talking about the guy who was the voice of the Dodgers for many, many years. 66 of them to be exact. And yet on an NBC broadcast in 1985, when Jack Clark hit a three run home run in game six to beat the Dodgers, he had to keep his neutrality because it was a national broadcast. It was NBC, but you knew he was going nuts inside when Clark took the first pitch he saw from Tom Neaton viewer and deposited it in the left field seats. <laughs> I feel like if if he wasn't trying to compose himself, I'm sure Joe Garagiola was. He <laughs> was also an inspiration to me too. Honestly. There you go. I love love Joe Garagiola. His I mean, son, I think he, I believe he retired now from uh, newscasting and sports casting about a few months ago or so. I remember watching him like around either in the weekends or wait late at eleven o'clock on channel four so yeah, that, that, that's a good family right there. I mean, a lot of people know about Steve, but there's very few. I, I want to say around my generation that knows Joe Garagiola. Mm-hmm. Man, th that that was those were my voices for Saturday afternoon mm -hmm. baseball. When when they had NBC Game of the Week, Vince Scully and Joe Gar Joe Garagiola, sit down, give me a snack, give me a drink. I'm good. <laughs> You're good for the whole afternoon. I'm. I don't care who's playing. I don't care who the. I don't know. I don't care what the game is. Give me my scorecard. Give me a snack. Give me, give me a, give me a drink. Give me Vince Scully and Joe Garagiola with my pop with me. I'm good. <laughs> now I'm the scorecard. Afternoon, man. Now the scorecard. I'm still trying to to get used to because I, I I did a couple of I did a couple of games with scorekeeping during the pandemic. I may have to get back to that now that the Blue Jays are getting right back into it and the Tigers. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Yeah, there's there's one voice I miss call uh, calling games. Of course. Uh, you mentioned Blue Jays, Tom Cheek, mm -hmm. who was a voice for many, many years, and then uh, Jerry Howarth, who uh, recently retired. Yes, and a lot of people give uh, Buck Martinez some flack. I'm like, the first time I heard Buck was when they revamped their whole identity back to like a retro fusion logo, the one they had back in the yep. day. And I thought I thought he was pretty pretty decent. I didn't know he was a color mm -hmm. commentator before yeah. he became a play by play before, uh, you know stepping aside for for his cancer treatment and letting Dan mm -hmm. Shulman take the reins too. So that's something I didn't know about until a few years ago because honestly he has the gift of gab. He yes. has a voice to do local play by play. Mm -hmm. So what's not the like? Exactly. There are a couple of phrases that um Blue Jays uh radio and television used that I used a couple of years ago. 
when I was covering Lewisburg baseball, someone hit a home run and I'm just cheering it on. I'm like, get up, ball, get up, ball, mm-hmm. get out of here. And then the next, the next one, uh, next inning guy hits a deep drive to center, deep drive to center field. And you, it's one of those where you knew it was gone, mm-hmm. but I just looked up and I just, and I just went, there she goes. And I had uh, my friend uh, Clark Monroe listening. I had Rod Peterson listening, all from uh, Saskatchewan. And I said, "Those are from those are from my friends from uh, across the border." This is the Frost Father, Aaron Sanders, joining me at this moment. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk some more broadcasting shop. And believe me, there's a lot to hit on this Wednesday edition of the Brian Snow Show. Back in a minute, where sports is the base, life and fun are the results. This is. The Brian Snow Show. So this thing called sports, it has fans again. It has full stadiums, full arenas, and more. And you want to be a part of it, don't you? Of course you do. If you begin to scour the resale market, there will be tickets available. And what you need to get those tickets that you want so badly is SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the app available to you that lends a hand in helping you get the tickets that you want for the events that you want. SeatGeek rates the tickets on a 1 to 10 scale, and the best part is the tickets are vetted for authenticity so you know what you are getting and you know you are not getting scammed. And now you can save even more by using the code SNOWMAN and getting 20 bucks off with your very first purchase. Yes, you can do all of that with the power of SeatGeek, helping you get to the games that you want so you fans can fan. So let's all fan. WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, home of Southern Sports and Talk, Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home, offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bug, German Roach, and Flea Control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control, repair, bond, Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Newton, 770-954-9941. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. thing is until you can erase three februaries shut up where sports is the base life and fun are the results this is the brian snow show (laughs) 
Brian Snow Show continues with the Frost Father himself, Aaron Sanders, joining us from Windsor, Ontario, to the Fanatics Feedback Zone. Bob Hildberg, very good friend of mine. Happy birthday to the name of the, of the New England Patriots. They changed the name from the Boston Patriots to the New England Patriots on this day, March 22nd, 1971. There's our look at our day in history. Mickey Delaney joining us from the Pacific Northwest. He says hi to both of us. Uh, he also said he shared the link. Uh, thank you very much. Chris Palme, who I will have on tomorrow. Uh, he says, great job. Thank you very much. We're talking broadcasting shop here. Play-by-play broadcasting shop with Aaron Sanders. Tell me about your first play-by-play call. My first play-by-play, it was back in 2015, 2016. Uh, mind you, around that time, I was right in the middle of my first year broadcasting for the Windsor Express of the National Basketball League of Canada. But at the time, I was their co-host for their halftime and post-game show. Right. So the university, they were short a play-by-play uh, announcer for their basketball doubleheader one day. And here I am. I am just woke up 10 a.m. in the morning, and somebody from the university called me. I, I believe it was the same guy that calls the Windsor Express game. It could have been Brett Hedges. Uh, Shout-outs mm-hmm. to him, because without him, I... Wouldn't be here, honestly. So somebody called me say, hey, would you like to do a play-by-play for basketball? You bet. There's no need to, no need to ask me. I'm right there. And funny enough, Brian, it's a five-minute walk between my house and their arena. So how, how am I going to say no? Hop, skip it right, right. <laughs> you can't say no to that. Now they're being that close. Well, yeah, and that I was able to get my steps in that day. But yes. anyway, <laughs> but anyway, I was able to do uh, – play-by-play for the first time and it it was fun mind you i didn't know a whole lot about the university because i was so i was so gung-ho about the windsor express and nbl canada at the time so i had to do a quick uh research yeah fact check within the next two or three hours and lo and behold i was able to do that and Mm -hmm. funny enough a few weeks later i was able to do play-by-play for the windsor express for the first time because brett was unable to do the second half because there was a big university game so i filled in and i knew right then and there this is something that i want to do in a few years time and interesting though a few years before that brian brett and i we were in the same uh, program at college mm-hmm. we graduated from st Clair. we graduated from both the journalism and media convergence program and mm-hmm. he was behind the mic when the express won their first championship back in 2014 so i remember telling him I want to broadcast for the Express one day or maybe do play-by-play down the road. Right. And lo and behold, almost 10 years later, here I am. I finally became the play-by-play announcer in 2017-18, flip-flopping between that and switching with uh, color commentary at the same time because my broadcast partner wanted to do it too. Yes. So there are two games where I was doing play-by-play and the other two games I was doing color commentary. So that went back and forth until the league uh, shut down due to the pandemic three years ago. Mm-hmm. And then last season, um, I finally became their play-by-play announcer for all of their home games. And that, that's been something Beautiful. I've been doing. That's been something I've been doing since then. I've done 162 games uh, with the NBLC. And during my first three years, 2015, 2018, I would also do the home games, broadcast the home games for the London Lightning. Uh-huh. So we got the Highway 401. It's just a two-hour drive there and back. And I'm telling you, those trips were fun to go from 
Windsor to London and then back to Windsor. I was able to cover uh, London's championship team in 2017. I think that's one of my highlights. And I feel like one of my highlights, uh, too, was they had the All-Star Weekend. They brought that back last season because of the partnership they had with the Basketball League in the United States. They have almost 50 teams, so they came together Mm -hmm. and had All-Star Weekend last Easter over in Syracuse, New York. And this was NBL Canada's 10th anniversary, too. I know I'm going on and on, but I'll tell you, it, it it was a special time for not only me, but for those who've been involved with the NBLC after all these years. And they surprised me and a lot of people that's been around since either day one for as long as enough with a plaque to recognize our talents and efforts. And uh, there, there were a couple of people that really uh, messaged me to congratulate me. And I'm like, I, I, I got to take that to the bank because I, I never expected any of this. I never expect anybody to reach out. But social media could be a funny thing. And, and when you have connections and when you have uh, people that are supporting you, it, it goes a long way. So I Cannot thank the MBLC and the Windsor Express enough for giving me the opportunity to put on this headset for as long as I have, and hopefully there there are more years to come with that. The fabulous voice known as Aaron Sanders joining me this afternoon. We're talking broadcasting shop. Here's how I got started. In 1995, I was at Chicago State University, and I I, I just changed majors a couple years prior. And my friend Kevin was checking out a camera, and he said he's going to film uh, Chicago State playing Northern Illinois. Mm-hmm. I said, can you attach a microphone to that? And he said, sure. What do you have in mind? I want to try something. Well, that night I put on a shirt and tie and only had like, I only had the rosters with me. I only had the rosters and that was my first call. Chicago mm-hmm. State, Northern Illinois, December 7th, 1995. And the best part about that night, we were doing, a Kevin and I were doing the wrap up. And I spat out that T.J. Lux, center for Northern Illinois, put up 26 points and 14 rebounds. And we turned off the camera. We packed everything up, and we're walking downstairs. And Kevin says, how do you know T.J. got 26 and 14? Kevin, I don't, Kevin, Kevin, I don't know. Let's go, check the, uh, let's go check the stats. Yeah, let's do that. And... Bill Baker, who's the voice of Northern Illinois, many, many years, and he was the first uh, broadcaster that I met and a very dear friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Can we see this uh, final totals, please? Yeah, sure. Take a look. Wouldn't you know it? TJ Lux had 26 points and exactly 14 rebounds. <laughs> I looked at Kevin and he looked at me and he says, there is some way you were keeping stats in your head to come up with that. I said, yeah, you got to remember, we didn't we didn't get the 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 updated stats up here. They only got them on press road downstairs because we were, we were upstairs on the track. Oh, that started it. And like I said, many years of listening to Jim Durham call Bulls games and that who he's the one I patterned my style after <laughs> when I do when I do basketball. Baseball is like I have a plethora of voices that I tune into. But. For basketball, who do you pattern your style after when you're on the air? Oh, there's a mix of them. You can't just pick one. Uh, first off, Dick Stockton because he 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 he's well composed, and it was well indicated when he did the games for CBS in the '80s, and then later on with Turner 
and Fox before his retirement. So mm-hmm. try to try to keep things subdued as much as I can. Uh, a lot of people I, I talk to, they say, do you pattern yourself off of Gus Johnson? Believe it or not, no. I mean, if that energy comes, it comes. But I, I, I can't scream down the stretch because right. on, honestly, if I if I end up screaming, that's laryngitis for the next day or two. Yeah. <laughs> And I had a bad case of that before the Christmas break, and it wasn't fun. I I love tea, but if I don't drink it for the rest of the year, then I won't be crying home. But uh, (laughs) there's there's Dick Stockton and Joel Myers, uh, Mm -hmm. Marv Albert, because sometimes I say, yes, and it counts. Yes. Um, Sometimes Chuck Swirsky will will get in there every now and then. Swirsk. Yes. Matter of fact, I had a chat with him yesterday, and the fact that he said that he he likes my work, you know, that that means a lot. But that's yes. that's for another day. Mm-hmm. So you have those you have those prolific play by play announcers too, and a lot of people. I usually tell a lot of people I just want to keep things subdued until near the end of the game because everybody trying to go with the energy one hundred percent of the time. But if they're slowing things down during a play or trying to break a two-three press, you don't need all that energy all the time because yep. you'll you'll be winded before halftime. And I learned that uh, during my early years. Boy, I learned that the hard way during, <laughs> my, during my first ten years at Chicago State. Man, I learned that the hard way. You actually, you started a few months after I was born, so I'm a '95er. But I tell people sometimes that there are days where I feel like I'm 40 or 50 years old. But I still got that passion. I'll tell you. Um, the passion's not going to leave. No. You know, my my beautiful wife, Jody, you know, gave me a pep talk last week when I was so frustrated I couldn't find another job to help out with the family. And she pointed to this and she's like, you see this? This is your weapon. You have this in front of you. You got a headset. Use it. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is that take care of the house, take care of the, take care of the pets, you know, make, make sure the house is clean and you're, you're good. We can reverse roles, you know, while you get yourself back, back on your feet. I sat there and cried because it's like all this pent up, all this pent up emotion came out when she said, use your microphone as your weapon. If that kind of support don't get you, (laughs) that's that that's the best support out there and i'll tell you whether if it's a word or somebody down the line there are great people that want nothing but the best for you and when there's hard times i I usually go by this simple sentence peace over problems yes peace over problems a friend of mine reminded me and my other friends of that and i reminded someone else of of that too at the end of the day peace over problems if mike mm-hmm. if being behind the microphone gives you peace then i don't think you'll have any problems in the world from the time you put the headset on to the time you go off the air it's a safe haven for most of us broadcasters yes and, and we we've gone through tough times over the last few years and we're just trying to tell people we're trying to look at it in the rearview mirror we're just trying to move on so during those tough times, just remember, we got people supporting us. There's a reason why we're here. We can't uh, sell ourselves short because what may be a small accomplishment to you may inspire anyone around you, whether it be a family member, friend, or, or, or even a stranger. You yeah. just never know. 
Yeah. Very, very, very true. Very true. Chris Palme joins us. He says, I'm friends with Jerry Howarth. Hey, I want to do an <laughs> interview with Jerry. Uh, in the Fanatics Feedback Zone, a mentor of mine online, Mickey Delaney from the Pacific Northwest. He, said, he says, I'm glad. And he also says, remember John Miller and Joe Morgan? Yes. That did Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. Sunday Night Baseball was must see was must see for me back in the day when John Miller and Joe Morgan were behind were were, were behind the mic. He also mentioned for basketball Hubie Brown. Oh yes, you not how can you not love Hubie Brown? Dick and Hubie not? was like one of their one of the NBA's best teams in the nineties up until like the two thousands. Yes, uh, and and he talk about somebody that knows the game. Talk about somebody that that knows the game. That's why, besides Hubie Brown, Tom Heinsohn, who teamed with Dick Stockton for many for many years, you know, like I said, I love Jim Durham, Johnny Red Kerr, same Red. thing. It seemed like Johnny never got laryngitis. Jim Durham did, because I remember they did a game in New Jersey, and he said, and you know, Jim sir, Jim Durham said, I have an unexpected visitor. This frog is taking a resident in my throat, and I said, wait. Wait, Jim doesn't sound like himself. Well, that explains why. Hmm. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we're going to share some broadcasting stories. And boy, there are plenty of them. <laughs> Bus rides, places to eat, all of that, and more when you all get back. Where sports is the base, life and fun are the results, this is The Brian Snow Show. FM The Key, home of Southern Sports and Talk, Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. If you have diabetes and you're on Medicare, you may qualify for a free continuous glucose monitor system. Managing your diabetes is crucial to your health. The new CGM systems can automatically manage your diabetes better for you. And by using a CGM system, you can eliminate forever one thing most people with diabetes hate the most, finger sticks. Now it's possible to manage your diabetes better, end the painful finger sticks, and get a new CGM monitoring system at little or no cost to you. We even provide in-home delivery and do all the insurance paperwork for you. Now is the best time to manage your diabetes better and get your continuous glucose monitor. Call now for details. 800-897-0014. 800-897-0014. 800-897-0014. That's 800-897-0014. Paid for by U.S. Med. Moving is a big decision. Selling or buying a home in any market, but especially today's, can raise a lot of questions. Hi, I'm Amy with Killingsworth Realty. My husband Todd and I serve the Coweta and local area. Our purpose at our first meeting is to learn your goals, answer questions, and provide resources so that you can make the best decision for you and your family. Find us online at killingsworthrealty.com or call 678-525-0047 to schedule a free consultation today to discuss your real estate needs. You don't have to do this alone. Where can you be a star athlete and a math superstar? Where can you prepare for graduate school or your dream job and make friends for the journey? Where can you challenge your mind and inspire your soul? Experience a transforming education at LaGrange College, one of the South's most affordable, highly ranked institutions. Learn more at lagrange.edu. 
where sports is the base, life and fun are the results. This is The Brian Snow Show. We roll on this of the Brian Snow Show. I am Brian, joined by Aaron Sanders from Windsor, Ontario, the voice of the Windsor Express. Uh, I'll share one of my I'll share one of my favorite broadcasting stories. I uh, was covering Marquette Catholic High School in Michigan City, and there was a doubleheader that day. The boys had to play in Fort Wayne at Fort Wayne Lures, and the girls hosted Saint Ignatius from Chicago. I said I'll do both games, but I don't want I want to ride with the boys so I can save time in driving down there and getting back. And coach said, sure, you can ride with us. That's no problem. Got down there, did the game. No problem. Stopped and get some, stopped to get some lunch on the way back. I'm flying into the arena and it turns out I still had a full 20 minutes to get ready. And the pregame I take was 15 minutes because I knew that there would be a short time period in between the in between the two games and when i got started my voice left me i was so hoarse when the girls game started a few of the parents came around me and they said wait a minute that's not you you've lost your voice i said somehow between in the three-hour ride from fort wayne back to michigan city my voice decided to leave and I had I had the parents bringing me so much tea during the game and, and water. <laughs> it's like they 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 recognize what's going on when you're when you're connected with the community. You know this when you're connected with the community and they sense something wrong. They will try to ride to the rescue as best they can. I I must have drank. A gallon and a half of tea in those 32 minutes. I'm just sitting there. I'm waterlogged. Dry, I'm waterlogged driving home. I didn't have a voice for three days. And I'm glad because I, I slept most of that time. <laughs> What's one of your favorites? Uh, well, I got a couple, but I'll, I'll let, let me go back to my first year because honestly, with this moment, I, I thought my days as being a broadcaster uh, was numbered. Do you remember when David Black got fired and they got yes. Tyrone Liu for the Cavaliers back in yes. 17. Yes. So there was during the halftime show, we, we took a break and we had some extra time before the third quarter. So mm-hmm. I decided to, I decided to do a little bit of a hot take, a little bit of a rant. <laughs> I felt like I was Howard Cosell for some reason. <laughs> and I just talked about how unfair David Blatt got the short end of the stick. And then I all I could see is my director just doing one of this, and I just threw it to break. There is there is a lot of people. There are very rare occasions, redder than Hawaiian punch. <laughs> and, and people, somebody would know that for sure. But yes. here's the thing. Yes. Uh, but funny enough, I had to do color commentary for the rest of the game, so I'm thinking to myself, "Well, enjoy it while you can, Frostfather. Last, this is the last game for you." I heard nothing after the broadcast or the day afterwards, and I was still on there, but I did learn one thing. Do not talk about NBA stuff 
while you're doing NBL Canada stuff. If it has no relevance to it, then why are you talking? I'm like, hey, I was 20 years old at the time. Yes. I'm, I mean, my contract allows me three strikes. That right. was one of them. Right, right. And the second one was wearing the team colors of the other team because oh. in the early days, I would wear the I would wear suits that, you know, that had the colors of the opposition's team. I don't know if I thought it was some sort of a some sort of a voodoo or something, but <laughs> most of the teams back then had blue, and I'm a fan of blue, as you can plainly yes. see. Yes, <laughs> but uh, I I learned I learned that kind of lesson early on. And number two, uh, last year I did game number one fifty, mm-hmm. and it, it was a very special moment for me because not only I was able to call the game, it was a very close game in Windsor, but yep. My family was able to make it out. My my brother, my mom, and a handful of my friends. And honestly, I didn't expect it. I, I and I gotta thank the Express for letting that moment happen. Uh, they gave an announcement at halftime to let everyone know this is Aaron Sanders' 150th game. That was that was very special to me. But it made it more special that you know everyone that supported you since day one, whether day one in your life or day one touching down here in Windsor mm-hmm. a lot. And hopefully there is a whole lot more where that came from. And this came off uh, about a week after all-star weekend, which is still one of the greatest moments in my broadcasting career that, that and doing remote play by play for a couple of yep. tournaments last year, Th- those were special. Yeah. I did remote play by play for university of North Carolina Greensboro last year. And that call came about because my friend Ty Collins, uh, the voice of Wake Forest, you know, put in a good word for me. And um, he Kobe called me and he said, I wonder if you can do some UNCG baseball games for us. And I'm thinking, I wish I could, but I'm in Indiana. They're in North Carolina. I'm, And then the I hit me. I said, can I do these remotely? He said, sure, we can set that up. Good. <laughs> Let's go. Chance a chance to do Division One baseball while I'm healing from. I'll take it. I'll share this story as well. Um, next month is the anniversary of my surgery. The date's April fourth, and I remember that night was the national championship, Kansas and North Carolina. And I had a ton of messages before I got checked in saying, who do you pick? Who do you pick? And I couldn't pick anyone because I was preparing for surgery. Well, surgery happened. They put me under. And I knew when I woke up, I'm thinking, okay, I get a chance to watch the national championship game. Um, Except when I opened my eyes, I saw my wife. I saw my mother-in-law and I saw my father-in-law. And my brain said, okay, we're good. We're going back to sleep. My brain was like, I'm awake. I'm alive. We're good. We're going back to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Let me share this one as well. Um, Surrounding that. um, And there's a call to action as well. My daughter, Cheyenne, who currently lives in Los Angeles, uh, is a travel ICU nurse. She called. She rang me via uh, Facebook Messenger. And she said, Pop, you don't look so good. 
And she she picks at me. I pick at her and we both laugh. But that day when she said that, I just broke out in tears. I said, baby, I don't feel good either. Mm. Her next question to me was, do you want me to come up there? Yes. And she dropped everything, flew to Indianapolis, and, and helped take care of me. But now Cheyenne's going through a tough time. And I'm hoping y'all can help her get back home to Ohio from Los Angeles because she's lost a lot of time with work. She got really sick. And she's going to require more time to heal, which means she's going to miss a lot more work. And she's made the decision it's time to come home. So daddy is being daddy, and I am begging y'all to help both ca- both causes, both both causes, which Cheyenne, you see the address, but for those of you listening, it's gofund.me slash 509D as in dog, E-E-0-E. That's gofund.me five, slash 509D-E-E-0-E. And for my family, uh, the ID is slash E283211. Give it the full address. That's gofund.me slash E283 E211. Would really appreciate any kind of donations y'all can make to those. We're sharing broadcast stories with the with the Frost Father and the Snowman. I'll tell you this one. My friend Mark Farina, the late Mark Farina, God, God love you. He was my baseball partner when we covered Roosevelt University in Chicago. We had a change in us. We had a change in the schedule because we were preparing for a Friday afternoon game, but they had to move it to Thursday because of weather, because they feared a lot of rain and a lot of wind. So Mark called me. I'm dead asleep. I'm dead. Don't disturb me. I don't have to do anything today. I don't have to call any games today. I don't have to deal with my mother, God love her, but I don't have to deal with anybody. Leave me alone. I want to sleep. Nope. Mark called me and said, uh, we have a change in schedule. What kind of change? We have to do the game with Cardinal Stretch tonight. What time? Six o'clock. Okay. I'll be there at 3.30 to come get you. You're on. Because I want to get there a couple of hours prior, test all the equipment, make sure everything is is good to go. Got the game in. It took 10 innings to decide. That's the first it was getting dark real quick because everybody knew, okay, we're gonna have a lot of rain. That's why they moved the game, and that's why they moved the Saturday doubleheader. It took 10 innings to decide. I'm going, what the hell is this? This is not what you expected after after getting a call like this. Well, Roosevelt won the game in the 10th inning. Everybody's getting out. Mark and I are trying to get out. I had to pack my equipment. We get out of the box, and they turn the lights off. Oh, oh no. Couldn't see a thing trying to get out of the stadium. Standard Bank Stadium in Crestwood, Illinois. Nostalgic, okay? Love that place. It's home of the uh, Windy City Thunderbolts. And they were preparing for the season, moving stuff in, moving stuff out. You know, Roosevelt played there, and I totally get it. But we couldn't see anything, and there was a couch in the way. 
So what do you think happened? Somehow Mark got around it. Pow! I ran right in the couch. Oh, oh man. <laughs> and, and like I said, this is them preparing for the season. I get that, but we laughed so hard after I ran into that couch. And we finally got out. We saw some ambient light like two blocks down the way. <laughs> Finally got out. I got home, and my mother said, I thought you had a game tomorrow. Nope. Pulled it, and they moved it to today because of the weather. And she said, what are you going to do now? I'm going to do what I was doing before I got called. I'm going back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. (laughs) You go through stretches of time as play-by-play announcers where you're thinking, am I ever going to get a break? (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I understand that calling I'll tell you <laughs> the look on your face said everything okay I, I had to do that for remote games before yep. Christmas time because I, I thought I was going to have the day off but FIBA was looking for a play-by-play announcer for one of their uh, tournaments it was the Africa Women's Champions Cup so yes. I'm thinking I don't have to do any games until the next day because uh-huh. I decided to take that day off to relax and take a final look at the stats. And yep. then somebody messaged, hey, we're <laughs> looking for somebody to do the game at 8 a.m. my time. <laughs> so I decided to suck it up, get some tea in my system, and, and just yep. go for it. Because you you never know. And I, I think uh, I was taught never say no to any opportunity. True. Will you be tired at the end of the day? Yep. Yes. But will you be tired for the right reasons? Exactly. Yes. You did work. You, you did what you wanted to do under short notice. And we I, I was taught back at college, when it comes to those situations, you always got to be prepared. You got to think on your feet, yep. whether by way of technical difficulties or last minute additions. You have to roll with those punches and oh, then people man. will see that talent. The improvisation that you have to do. Especially doing, especially doing play by play, and Chris Palme is familiar with this. The mm-hmm. improvisation that you that you have to do because I was at Chicago, I was at Chicago State, and you know we're fishing around looking for all the parts that we need for a broadcast, and there's one adapter that we didn't need. It was uh, to go from an XLR to a quarter inch. Oh, I know those ones. Yeah. Yes, I've gone through many of those. Mm. I said, okay, what what do we do? So John, who was my station manager, comes flying up to me and he said, how fast can you get to Radio Shack? Uh, About 20 minutes. Okay. Got to get to Radio Shack, snatch a couple of these, snatch a couple of these and then and then get back. I'll give you the card to the state. I'll give you the card to the station so we can document the purchase. Okay, you're on. I took off. I took off, got to Radio Shack, found the exact part that we need, grabbed it. They only had one. They only had they only had one. I was supposed to get two. They only had one. And I'm I said, figure, I'll tell John and he'll take care of it the next day. Flew back to campus just as they were war- just as they were warming up, had the part, it worked, got through it. And he said, Why didn't you get two of them? I said, That's the last one they had in the store. <laughs> 
That was the last one they had in the store. So the next day, he ordered a bunch of parts. And saying, okay, we're not going to go through this again. But I got to share this one. 2002, I was still covering Chicago State, was doing high school ball at the same time. We had to go to Kansas City. I couldn't ride with the team. They already took off. I'm like, okay, now what do I do? So John scraped up some money for me to have me get a Greyhound to Kansas City. And I and believe me, on those bus rides, it was the best I ever slept. So I I got to can got to Kansas City and found where Kemper Arena was. So I stayed at a hotel that was close to Kemper Arena. I had to get some Kansas City barbecue. I don't know why they do this to me. Why the, why do they do this to me? They know I love food. So yeah, I got some bar I got some barbecue. Got into the arena, all set to go, and my microphone disintegrated. Oof. Oh, and I man. had a hand I didn't have a headset. I had a handheld mic that night. I had a handheld mic, a stand, and a headset. I plug in I plug in the thing. I'm ready to go with the with the pregame show and I thought of I thought about something and I pulled it out and it disintegrated. And I'm going, now what? Now now what do I do? Well, fortunately, the folks at UNKC were gracious enough to lend me a headset, and they also lent me a mixer so I could really, really produce it. So got through that, got back, and I slept all the way back to Chicago. I had a ton of food with, I, I had a ton of take-home food with me. I said, nobody's touching this. I'm sticking this in the back of the refrigerator. I'm putting my name on it. I'm making sure my dad doesn't get it, making sure my mom doesn't get it. This is mine. Yeah, guess what? It disappeared. So two things that disappeared. Yep. Mm-hmm. It disappeared. And I saw my I, I saw my dad licking the licking the sauce off of his fingers and like <laughs> Pop, that was for me. He said, Oh, there's half of it left. There is? Yeah, you better eat it before your mom gets here. <laughs> Warmed it up, went upstairs, and killed it. <laughs> <laughs> We're sharing broadcast stories with the Frostfather. Give me another one. Well, let's see if I could go back a little bit. Well, there were a couple of stories in London when I did. Because remember, remember, for those of you tuning in, I used to do London and Windsor's games in my first three years. Yes. Uh, it's It didn't happen to me, but I saw it happen, so therefore I could tell it like it is. So I think it was during a timeout, and London was doing their kiss cam. And I lament, I am telling you, Brian, I lament those things like <laughs> nothing. So, so... Uh, why do I get the feeling I know what's coming? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you something. Now, funny enough, I wasn't calling the game that right. night. I was working the camera because they already had a crew. So no problem. Yes. So they were doing the smile cam. We weren't in control of the cameras. And I th- say oh, thank oh. God for that. <laughs> so they had they had their in-house camera. Yes. So right in the middle of the kiss cam, one guy looks up at the camera, and in his own way, told everybody that he was number one. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> That's our show. Good night, everybody. You know. <laughs> so, so we want. So we still have to do a post game show. So I'm thinking yes. of myself and yes. my broadcast partner yes. at the time, Justin Prince. So I know the Lightning are number one. They're still number one. Do we tell them that they have a number one fan two on the year? And we we both said that wouldn't be a good idea. We don't right. wouldn't want that. But that that was funny. And I think the in oh arena announcer, not the public address announcer, but the in game host. Uh, let's just say he was kind of po'd about that. Oh yeah, but oh yeah, it happens. Like we we've seen this happen time and time again. A botched proposal. Uh, and now yep. somebody flipping the bird and yes oh it's just oh my gosh that was just perfect and mind you doing their games and Windsor's games over the last three years you for the first three years I should say they created some memories but none of them none of them <laughs> stick yeah. out like that number one moment yes right there absolutely <laughs> one more um I drove from Gary Indiana to Cedar Falls Iowa because Chicago State was playing University of Northern Iowa <laughs> And I said, okay, this is my first chance to see the Unidome and the McLeod Center. I I ingested so much caffeine on that drive. So it's a five and a half hour. Day. Yeah, you've been there. It's a five and a half hour drive. You, you I know you're giggling. You've been there. I said, I, I said to myself, I got enough rest. I can make this drive. And that's that. Wrong. I'm falling right after I crossed the border into Chicago. And I said, okay, I got enough. There's enough places in Chicago for me to stop to get lunch and get something to drink. And it's got to be caffeinated because I still have like three and a half hours to get to Cedar Falls. Hmm. Yeah. Every time I stopped, I got caffeine. Every single time I stopped, even in a rest area, I said, I have to close my eyes for a half hour. Yeah, that half hour went fast. Yeah. My alarm goes off, and I'm thinking, what? Oh, man, I still got to get to Cedar Falls. So what do I, I think? Okay, I'll get something little. What do I do? I get a 24-ounce Pepsi. <laughs> I get a 24-ounce Pepsi. Hell with it. I get to Cedar, I, I get to Iowa City, and traffic starts. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's two hours before rush hour. Please let me get to Cedar Falls. Yeah, that I went through that. Got to Cedar Falls. Plenty of time. And I got into the student center at the at the McLeod Center. I got into the student center. I saw the I saw the computers and I had my equipment and my body was just tired. And as soon as I sat down. I was a goner. I was out. My internal clock saying 5.30, you got to get up. You have a 7 o'clock tip. Well, Gary Reimer took care of that as he came in at at 5.30. And I'm snoring loud. I'm sitting there just out. And then I hear Gary Reimer going, I have to find the voice for Chicago State. And I instantly woke up. That's me reporting for duty. <laughs> <laughs> All you need to hear is the voice or yes, or Chicago State. Just like, boom, there you go. Yes. Like, I'm out of my, uh, I'm, I'm awake. I had a good nap now. 
mind y'all, I still had a lot of caffeine to deal with. Oh boy. I taped I taped the interview with Gary, who was a who was a brother, and I love him dearly. And then they put the food out. They they didn't put out the spread while Gary and I were taping our interview. I went back and there's food everywhere. And I'm thinking, oh Lord. Mm. I'm gonna put on about 40 pounds before I go on air. Because they have at these arenas, they have everything. And it's just contingent on what day it is and contingent on, okay, what do we feel like serving that night? They don't care. They had everything. All you could eat buffet and then on yes. the plane ride or bus ride home, you get the itis and you're done. Absolutely. <laughs> out. <laughs> Completely done. I had to live with the itis on the drive back from Cedar Falls to <laughs> Gary, Indiana. My friend Corey was the SID at Chicago State at the time. I dropped him off on the south side, and I said, I don't care if I get yanked over by the police. I'm going to fly home, get out of this car, and go to bed. I didn't move for two days. <laughs> I got the itis from the University of Northern Iowa, and that was, the, I don't know how I got through those 40 minutes. I don't know how I got through that call, but somehow I did. Man, when you get done and the itis hits you, because you you're focused, and my friend Mark explained it so well. You're focused for so for those two and a half hours or however long the game is. You're focused for those two and a half hours. And when you sign off. Your body just goes, Pleh. that's it. Yep. Knowing you pigged out before you went on air and you had no business doing that because you had to go on air. Knowing you pigged out, the itis hits you and that's that. <laughs> and they usually tell people, well, for most people, they have all this energy and they want to make sure they they do everything at once because the moment you sit down or the moment like you you're off you're off the air it's like it's over don't bother me anymore the energy's gone you should have asked me about 2 or 3 hours ago yep. it's over no my body's like that too after the express game after i i pack up and go home it's like i'm done for the rest of the day yep i'm it's it's over it's over and now you're fighting temptation once the buffet comes around. It's like, oh, come on, guys. Right. Right. I'm Jody and I, last one. Jody and I drove from Terre Haute to Michigan. She was my producer, you know, um, when I was doing Michigan City football. You know, they had the same, they they had the same things, you know. Bon, bon, they had boneless chicken wings. Yes, sir. They have. Boneless chicken wings. Like what? What the hell are you doing tempting me with boneless chicken wings? And my wife, who, she was my girlfriend at the time, but Jody said, "Get a few, put some in your stomach while the pregame show is rolling." And I thank God I taped it in advance. I got some boneless wings. I got some Pepsi. I got two bottles of water. My wife had a bigger bottle of water. 
for every time uh, a break happens, she'll point to it. She'll point to the bottle of water and says, drink. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Then we had to drive back to Tarot. Hmm. That's a three-hour ride. And Jody just looked at me while I was dragging. I was dragging bad. I was dragging so bad. She's, she says, am I driving back? Uh-huh. <laughs> and she's laughing. She goes, well, you drove up here. I'll drive us back. And we got back to Terre Haute, and neither of us moved that entire weekend. You guys has had it. We were done. We were absolutely done. And we're done here. But Aaron, I'd love to have you back to share some more broadcast stories. Oh, it'd be my pleasure, honestly, Brian. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. It, it, I'll tell you, like me being a 27, going on 28-year-old to do the, all the stuff that I've done in almost 10 years, I, I find it hard to believe, but I count my blessings every day. And these kind of connections, they, they help me, they help you, they, they help everybody. So thank you so much. And thank you for coming on. That's all for this edition of the Brian Snow Show. Thank you all very much. And we will see you tomorrow. God bless you. Where sports is the base. Thank you for tuning into the Brian Snow Show. Where sports is the base, life and fun are the results. Mm-hmm.